there's two main main things future and control and since this is life insurance i think there is also a legacy aspect uh, majority of people that we see it's not their number one thing um, and there's actually more efficient products uh, to get if you just want if you just want the legacy piece you just want the legacy piece so i think there's other products that can get that estate value higher for better bang for your buck but really it's the it's the i want better cash flow or i want more control those are those are usually the two outcomes that people want this is better wealth with caleb williams should you put your money into overfunded life insurance? Some people call this max funded life insurance. There's a lot of buzzwords out there talking about infinite banking and uh, cash flow banking and even meet Kevin, which is a popular YouTuber that talks about money. I, I really enjoy his channel and his, his energy and his insights. He had someone talking on his channel about infinite banking and it made me cringe because there's just a lot of lot of things that were uh, mischaracterized and and it's just it it wasn't. It wasn't, I don't think, done in a great light. And so here's what I want to do. We're in a series called The Asset Analyzer where we're taking a step back. We're not getting so emotional about 401ks or products or strategies. We're taking a step back and saying, what do you want? That's number one. We talk about our ROR statement, which is return on result. What, what are the results that you want? And at the end of the day, we need to have that be the metric. Number two, what is an asset? My definition of an asset is, is putting your time and money into something that helps you live more intentionally. Investopedia's definition of an asset is something that holds value. Robert Kiyosaki's definition of an asset is putting your money into something that kicks out cash flow and puts it in your pocket. It's, it's something that helps you, again, elevate, live more intentionally. Regardless of what, what that is, we have to understand that like not all, not all assets are created equal. And in the series, we're talking about where what assets that we should have in our life. Number three is we wanna talk about outcomes. Now outcomes are really, really important because outcomes pretty much tell us like what, what result, i.e. We told, we told you what result we want, what outcome do we want our assets to do to help us get there? And that's, that's where we're gonna have a conversation around life insurance because a lot of people look at life insurance and they, their assumption is I'm comparing this as an investment or the outcome that I want is to grow my money and they're not looking at the actual uh, attributes that life insurance can can have i think that's the biggest problem that a lot of people get is a lot of people are, are looking at life insurance as the investment as they or asset which by the way i wrote a book called the and the and asset because i think that concept is so prof profound but a lot of people are living in the or world you do this or that and that's why I think a lot of misunderstandings happen because we we don't and we're not educated. And, and granted, this is why I'm like getting so loud about this. We're not educated to think about money working together for a result. We're we're educated to think about money put it in putting in in its silos, where most assets work like that. You put your money in in the market. It's in the market, and there's very few things that it can do in other areas. It doesn't necessarily make your other assets better by having it. Your, your net worth could be higher. Whereas, whereas there's certain products like life insurance when set up and used properly that literally can unlock other assets. I'm gonna be doing another video right after this addressing Meet, Meet Kevin and just actually talking about <laughs> infinite banking. And, and again, not a blanket statement across the board, but I actually educate people who are watching people like Meet Kevin and may have, may have gotten um, a, a differing opinion about it as it relates to what infinite banking is. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to my screen 
and put me in the corner here. And well, I'm just going to walk through. Okay, so the end asset is is essentially what what outcome are we hoping to get? And this is this is the thing that you got to get really clear on. What do you really want? What what is an asset? What outcome do you want? Now there's there's really two types of outcomes. I'm going to oversimplify this, but there's two types of outcomes. There's future cash flow. So I think a lot of people are investing and saving and doing something with their money for a future date where they can turn on income, not necessarily have to work and have money coming in to have them be able to live. I think a lot of people call this retirement. Like a lot of people, whether they articulate that or not, that's what their goal is. Then there's other people out there that say, I'm not super concerned about retirement. I actually like, and I, I more relate to this. I want to use my money to create more cash flow today, or IE, I want to use my money to, um, I want to control cash so that I can flip it and do do all that. And and so what that essentially is, is I want to, I don't want to wait 30 years for cash flow. I want to like do things with my money today that can in, improve my cash flow today and in the future. There's no, there's no good or bad because quite frankly, if everyone had the quote, quote unquote control, we're also making the assumption that they can actually do that. And I think most people with control of money, that's actually a scary thing and they could end up being in a hole. So there's nothing wrong with the, the, the people that want future cash flow. Um, just like there's nothing wrong with the people that want to control money and, and they believe that their actions, their investments can, can create more cash flow now and in the future than, than the other people. Again, don't, don't, Hopefully, like what I'm trying to say is when it comes to the and asset, I think there's there's two main, main things, future and control. And since this is life insurance, I think there is also a legacy aspect. Um, majority of people that we see, it's not their number one thing. Um, and there's actually more efficient products uh, to get if you just want if you just want the legacy piece. You just want the legacy piece. So I think there's other products that can get that estate value higher for better bang for your buck but really it's the it's the i want better cash flow or i want more control those are those are usually the two outcomes that people want and so let let me walk you through when an when an and asset when an overfunded life insurance policy set up properly like again we're max funding this meaning this thing is like very optimal we have a lot of cash early on a lot of flexibility and yeah with a lot of flexibility the it gives you a lot of options. So let me walk you through in a properly structured and asset, the pros and cons of that. So number one, it is safe. Uh, last last week we looked at uh, a typical life insurance and this is one of the things that I said, in a typical life insurance policy, it's still like safety is probably one of the biggest benefits of using whole life. Like it's it's safe and a lot of banks will fall before these insurance companies fall. Liquidity, now um, liquidity is actually a green for the and asset. The in typical life insurance, I give that a yellow because over time it's liquid, but early on you don't have any money when you put in. In in a in an overfunded life insurance contract, you can get anywhere from you know 60 to 85 to sometimes even 90, 90% cash that you can access in the first year. So it's not 100% liquid, but from a place to put your money, incredibly liquid. And that's obviously one of the big benefits that people like to use. Growth. Now, to be fair, I'm going to put growth as yellow. Now, I'm working on a calculator with one of my good friends, Dave Anderson. And we're actually going to take a step back and look at the true rate of return of life insurance, which I'm excited to share with you when we're when when it's done. And I think what it's going to do is it's going to show you that 
when we look at all the other factors, life insurance is actually incredibly strong when it comes to the growth category. But to be fair, you're not don't you're not someone's not putting their money into whole life insurance because of the growth element. I think it's I think it's an additional thing, but I would not give that a green. So I'm gonna have some of my friends disagree with that, but I'm trying to be as balanced as possible. Cash flow. Cash flow, I would also say yellow. Um, it's not this, you can't really put this on the same category as real estate. Um, it's not, it's not going to create cash flow. They, the, these contracts do uh, provide a dividend, which is not guaranteed, but it's, so there is money could, that could be coming to you. What we do is in most cases, we redirect that into the, the policy, which makes it even better. Um, so passive cash flow, I, I think there's a lot of flexibility and, and I think you could technically check the box, but I wouldn't say that whole life insurance gets a lot of um gets a gets a lot of thumbs up as it relates to it, i'm doing it for cash flow so that's that's i guess as much as i want to say there leverageable this is one of my favorite um this is one of my favorite things and my pen needs to start working here so i'm just going to continue on so it, it is leverageable so um life insurance is incredibly leverageable and and that's what one thing i love about it one of the concepts that you know got me excited is this idea that your money can grow and you can control it at the same time. You do that through guaranteed collateral assignments of your money and you can do that internally at the at the at the company and so that's something that's in, incredibly beneficial and so I'm going to check leverageable here. It's private. Now, every state's a little different um, when it comes to the creditor protection of life insurance. And so I would recommend whoever you're working with, if you're working with us, just ask what are the creditor protections in my state um, with with the and asset. But there's there's a lot of benefits and every state has some sort of, of uh, privacy. Uh, tax deductible. You do not, in most cases, get a tax deduction when you put your money into life insurance. That's that's something that is a, call this a red. You don't, you don't necessarily get that. And... It's 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 just what it is. You don't you don't get a deduction very much like a Roth, um, and and so. But the other benefits from that is once put in, you your money grows, your your money grows tax free, and uh, if set up and used properly, gives you tax free distributions or gives you tax advantage, tax advantages when coming out in retirement. So that those are two things that I have plenty of videos on when we talk about um, Wade Wade Fowl, Jason Sanger. I talk about. Uh, volatility buffer, but I also talk about other benefits that life insurance might not create a fully tax-free benefit, but enhances retirement distribution as it relates to that. Um, protection of legacy, huge, huge benefit when it comes to legacy estate planning. And and it's, it's again, the, if if someone wants a an estate plan, life insurance is usually the thing that funds it. Uh, whether it's overfunded whole life, probably not, but it's one of those things that is a benefit. I just also want to address a question that I get a ton. A lot of people ask, like, um, I've I hear this thing on the internet that people steal your your death benefit or steal your cash value when you pass away and all these things. And when you pass away, you get the net death benefit, which is so if you have if you have nine hundred thousand dollars of cash value and a million dollars of death benefit, you're going to get a million dollars of death benefit. And a lot of people say the companies are stealing your money. The, it, that, that that assumption, I guess, could be true if your death benefit never increases. But if these things are structured like the end asset, your death benefit increases every year to continue to make it tax free. And and so it's and it's not like a simple 
equation that I can give you, but it's so, so yes, you get the net net death benefit, but in most cases, your net death benefit is a lot higher. Um, for, uh, it's, it grows a lot higher than your cash value at this, at that same time frame. So again, uh, I'm, I should probably do a, a video just addressing that because I see it, I, I see it botched so much in our, in our inter industry and on YouTube and then no contribution limits. That's another, that's another benefit to this whole thing is you're not getting anyone limiting you like a Roth, like a 401k saying you can't fund, like you, you can only put in so much. This is more limited by how much the, how your insurable interest, meaning like how, how uh, much the, the company will be willing to put life insurance on you. Um, but this is not, there's no government ent entity saying you can't, you can only put in $20,000 a year. That's, that's not, not the case. And so here's, here's what I want to do. Cause this is getting, this is getting a little bit long is I want to just take a step back and say, um, the and asset is, is not an investment. And this is where I very much think like, this is how I use my, this is how I use my life insurance is I put, put money Let me, this a little thicker. Um, I put money into into an and asset, and this is very much the foundational the foundational box that my money gets stored. So it gets all the benefits, right? Of it's safe, it's it's liquid. I I think it grows very well, um, creates leverageability, which gives me the ability to have the ability to use cash, but allows my money to continue to grow tax free. So there's a lot again, a lot of benefits in this box. But what what I love so much is it also gives me the ability to 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 use leverage, safely leverage my money for other opportunities. What are those opportunities? Well, my number one opportunity is through my business. So I just want you to know, as a business owner, like I'm not I'm not throwing my money a lot of different places other than my business because my business, because I'm really clear on the result that I want, the business helps me very much live the life I want today, and also has the number one upside for what I'm dedicating my life to. So I want to make sure that the business is properly funded and that we're focused on that. So this is a business for me. This is this is my investment, and I want to make sure that that's properly funded. So the and asset is is at, uh, essentially a reserve fund, an emergency fund, and an opportunity fund for business so that we can show up powerfully. So that's number one. Number two, opportunity. I had the opportunity to invest in um, a buddy's business recently. I had an opportunity to say say yes to a couple things that I think are going to be very advantageous, not only to me, but for our business, because I had access to capital. What's the value of having control over capital? That's different for each person. Some people, it's negative. For me, it's so far been a positive number. And then also, I'm not anti any investments. I'm not anti the market. I'm not anti options. I'm not anti Bitcoin. I don't own any Bitcoin at this point. And that will change soon um, because I do think there's there's some wisdom for me. It's not investment advice, by the way, for me to have a little bit of money in something that has potential high upside, but won't hurt me at all if it if it goes to zero kind of deal. So it's like it's it's that foundational. It's it's an and and not an or. It's an and and not an or. And so at that same time, this is I have millions of dollars at like that's going to go to my estate if and when something does happen to me. And it also makes sure that everything in the business is taken care of and that nobody is, if something does happen to me, that the whole business doesn't need to be shut down because we have proper funding and we have proper protection in all, in all those areas. But most importantly, I think, and this is the most important thing as it relates to where you put your money, whether you do this strategy or not, 
the most important thing that you need to you need to think is what is this going to do with how I think about myself about opportunities and about my money and for my myself personally I like having my money at a put in a foundational asset that gives me options but then also gives me that 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 tax-free growth that just get creates consistency as well like I like that I'm able to perform better as a business owner with that versus chasing the newest hottest thing so that is that's the thing that I want to remind you is it all comes back to you. And that's where I can't say everyone needs this strategy or I can't say everyone does this. I would say majority of people should not do this strategy because um, really um, you need to be able to properly fund it. You need like you need to be th there's certain things that need to happen for this equation to work well. And and so we we turn a lot of people away or we redirect them into a strategy that will help them win today and maybe give them the ability to do the and ask in the future because we care about results. We don't care about products. And that, this business was built from me funding the business through selling life insurance. So this this better wealth was built on needing to sell life insurance. And the moment that money became not an issue, I realized that we need to take a step back and say, what, what do people really want? And we need to position their time and assets to get that. Life insurance is a huge part of that, but it's not everything. And that's that's like that's what I want to end on. I, I'm doing this and asset. I'm doing this asset analyzer more as like a let's take a step back. We need to, regardless of how you think about the world, we need to take it. We need to be able to look at a balance sheet. We need to be able to look at assets. We need to be able to look at a situation and see the pros and cons. And the reason I did last week on the typical life insurance is I want to be on record talking about some of the downfalls to, to life insurance and some of the downfalls of people even using my message, the book, and, and selling and pitching something that's actually not bettering people's lives. But I also want to I also want to challenge the people that I highly respect in the world, the, the Meet Kevins, the Dave Ramseys, the Ramit Settis. And I want to say, listen, just because we see some bad examples, maybe majority are bad examples, doesn't make the whole thing bad. It goes back to results. It goes back to what is that thing that's going to unlock other things. So thank you for letting me talk. <laughs> I, I appreciate all of you guys. I appreciate you um, coming along on this journey. The, the cool thing about this series is this is going to be made into a white paper and, and resources for our, our, our people so that whether they watch these videos or not, um, it's helping me better articulate what it would take me a long time to type out. And so I appreciate you watching this. I appreciate um, all of you guys that are liking, subscribing, sharing our message. I appreciate all the people that are reaching out and asking me to be on in their clubhouse um, vet, like venue or, or speak to their group. I, I love sharing um, different thoughts and the, and the and asset movie that um, is being made. The purpose is just to get people to think different, not sell anything, not convince anything, anybody of anything, just, Talk about a view that I think is being um, pushed down and, and not being properly articulated in the marketplace. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Go out and live a very intentional day. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.